Hello and welcome to the Lou Review. This is Rosa Hart and today I have a special guest. His name is Nick Heberlein and he's going to tell us about his two restaurants. One restaurant. Well, oh, I guess one's just a bar. One's just a bar. Yeah, we don't, we don't serve even serve like food. pretzels or anything. We've got some snacks. You have snacks there. Snacks. Okay. Not a full kitchen. Okay. So you have the Great Flood Brewing, mm -hmm. which is primarily the first location is on uh, Bardstown Road in the Highlands. Next to Twig and Leaf. Okay. And so that is the one that's just a bar with snacks, yes. <laughs> as you said. <laughs> and then you want to tell us about your new location where I met you? Yeah. So we opened uh, about five weeks before COVID started mm -hmm. um, out in Middletown, a full bar, full restaurant, um, kind of doing a little bit of everything. It's kind of a Southern twist on bar food. Mm -hmm. Like I think you had your poutine was just like a very Southern take on poutine with lots of bacon. And I was very happy about that. <laughs> southern white gravy, yeah. cheese curds, lots mm -hmm. of cheddar cheese. I'm a, I'm a, I, I don't think that you can get enough cheese on something. So <laughs> lots of cheese on there. There's shredded cheddar cheese and then cheese curds on top with the French fries and the gravy and the mm -hmm. bacon. So, yeah. Well, then I support those choices. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, let's see. So you're one of three owners. Mm -hmm. You want to introduce us to the, tri the triad? Yeah. So there's mm -hmm. me and then there's Matt Fuller and Zach Barnes. Okay. Um, the company was started eight years ago and then looked to expand and found the location out here in Middletown. Um, both of my business partners are from Middletown mm -hmm. and they knew the building and they knew the area and they were like, that's where we need to expand to. Yeah. And so we stumbled upon the building and it's been very successful ever since. I really love the location. You're right in front of the Kroger and um, it's got a great um Shelbyville Road facing wall that you added a mural to. And so I think that's really good for being eye catching by the road because, you know, visibility is a big part of introducing a new restaurant, right? We've tried to bring the middle or the Highlands location feel to Middletown. Okay. Um, so we were named after the 1937 flood. Um, so it's kind oh. of the 30s era yeah. and so that's why the mural on the outside is a couple of flapper girls and then we've got mm -hmm. a mural on the inside um of like kind of downtown there in the flood oh. and then there's also another one of an art deco version of downtown louisville and two of them um so i have a day job where i'm a high school counselor mm -hmm. and two of them one of my students did for us they um, did. so she did the one on the outside and then the one um on the inside on the dining room side Aww. and then um zach painted the one that's in the bar side that fits in and it just all ties it together to our <laughs> theme and trying to get the bardstown road fill out to mm -hmm. middletown um kind of trying to keep the company in the kind of the same feeling right keep it cohesive mm -hmm. i didn't even realize that before i guess because whenever i've met you in the restaurant it's been like really busy and <laughs> so like we talk a little bit about the food and that's pretty much it but um you also have the light fixtures and stuff the driftwood is so beautiful which now makes a whole lot more sense if we're talking about the flood because there would be so much driftwood in the flood and then you have all the edison bulbs throughout as and well all of that driftwood came out of the ohio river 
Um, so oh, the guy it. that we got to do that for us, mm-hmm. um, he walks up and down the Ohio River and gets the driftwood. Mm-hmm. And we've actually got it in both locations throughout mm-hmm. the entire building. Oh, um, okay. So it kind of fits into the, the theme of the, mm-hmm. the 37 flood. And then um, the one in the restaurant in Middletown it's supposed to look like a river coming down and meandering through the yeah. bar side and then it goes outside too yeah, the does, patio. oh my goodness the patio is so beautiful like a lot of patios they feel like an afterthought and i really felt like the patio was part of the rest of the restaurant i think because of that connection so you mentioned you're a high school counselor how did you end up in the restaurant business um so i never thought i'd end up in the restaurant business i have a hobby and love beer mm-hmm. and so i got in i feel like with... i've heard that from teachers before <laughs> <laughs> yes um the the beer side of it and the brewery side mm-hmm. and i'm just kind of doing that side and then when matt and zach was like hey we need to open this this building came open mm-hmm. like this is where we need to be and they had a kitchen attached to it so mm-hmm. we were like okay we can figure out the restaurant side of it too well, when did you go from liking beer as a person and then going into business with them, I guess? did Were you part of it from the beginning? No, I was not. I'm not an original founder. Okay. Um, but um, the one of the original founders, just because I had been so involved when he wanted out, mm-hmm. he was like, Nick, do you want my spot? And I was okay. like, yeah, like it's natural fit. I already kind of know the business side and everything like that because I've been so heavily involved um, as like a non-official owner like just kind of I was up there all the time you're helping your friends as a hobby yes there you go that's a good way to put it helping my (laughs) friends as a hobby okay wow so then you actually got like a piece of the pie Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) all right well that's neat so you were helping to actually make the drinks right um so I have helped brew that's mostly um matt's side of it okay um and then we've got a head brewer um his name is joel Mm -hmm. and so matt and joel kind of handle that side um they come up with your recipes yeah and i can tell them so like i wanted to do a mexican lager and i said hey joel you take this Mm -hmm. create and joel did a great job um we just got a new beer that came out um, it's a Belgian triple with chai in it. And oh. so I wanted to do something wintery and I was like, mm-hmm. Hey Joel, like I want a wintery beer. And that's what he came up with me. So I can kind of yeah. give him ideas and he does the, mm-hmm. the beer side of it for me. Nice. Um, I'm more naturally an events guy for the mm-hmm. company. Um, so any of the beer events or, mm-hmm. um, I've done like a Cinco de Mayo out here. I did an Oktoberfest mm-hmm. out here in Middletown. Yeah. Um, I just did an event last Friday, um, for a charity that we called Feliz Navidad. Okay. Um, and I put that together. So that's kind of what my and little you use house your is. your Mexican beer for that? Is that, or is that something? Our Mexican lager. Yeah. Okay. We had that there. Um, we partnered up with a couple, a couple of different companies here in town to benefit, um, a charity and we ended up raising, uh, five, six, seven, about eight hundred dollars um for la casita center okay what's um, la casita center um it's basically a catch-all for um the latin community 
Okay. They'll do um, anything from translating to if you need diapers mm -hmm. to like anything. It's it's kind of a catch-all. So, oh, yeah. good. Okay. Usually um, when I need translation through work, we go through the Catholic Charities. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad then to know there's more resources out there because translation is a big need in our community. Um, what is this that you brought tonight? This is our Malbach Saison. Um, what so does that mean? <laughs> Malbach is a type of wine. Yeah. Um, that I am not a wine drinker, so I will did tell you, you that. Did you make beer out fronts. of grapes? Is that allowed? No. <laughs> but we did not. I don't know. Joel, I feel maybe like I need to text Joel right now. I think that's a fair question. <laughs> no. So, what it is it is our Saison. Okay. So, you just poured me some Malbec. Saison. Saison. Mm -hmm. And this is beer that's been aged in. In a Malbec wine barrel. Okay. Uh, so it definitely has the taste of some grapes in there as far as it's a lot lighter and it doesn't. Okay. I'm not a beer drinker. Listen to me. I generally drink some beer and I feel like I, it tastes like grass and this doesn't. So <laughs> and so I like it. <laughs> My bartenders make fun of me all the time. Oh, they Because if you come in and talk to me, I love beer. Like, obviously, that's why I'm in a brewery. And I will talk to anybody for any amount of time about beer. And I give them <laughs> little tastes. And yeah. I'm like, it is my goal before you leave here for me to find a beer that you like. That you'll come back and drink and be like, oh, Great Flood has this beer. Even though I'm a Budweiser drinker or a mm -hmm. McUltra drinker, oh, they have this whatever that I really like. And so it's kind of my goal to get anybody that comes in to like beer. And you have this coffee porter that yes. I tasted. Uh, 37 coffee porter. It's brewed with a, um, so we actually take the coffee, it's cold brewed, and then we mm -hmm. add it into the mm -hmm. brew of the beer. And so you can actually get the coffee taste out of it. It's a very strong coffee taste. So if you love mm -hmm. coffee, it's a perfect beer for you. Yeah, it's really good. And it's not bitter. I would, I didn't think it was bitter at all, which a lot of times I don't want to drink coffee without stuff in it to help with the bitterness. But cold brew coffee is generally not as bitter. So that and bitter too. is a weird term to put with beer um, because this uh, Malbox Saison that we're drinking isn't bitter at all. It, you're mm -hmm. right. It's got a little bit of sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. So people a lot of times will assume that beer is bitter, mm -hmm. even though I can get you something we have a peach hibiscus saison that is super sweet um, oh. that it's a peach flavor which mm -hmm. has no bitterness to it at mm -hmm. all I, okay i'm not i'm in i will try it <laughs> <laughs> so next time you're in yeah. you're gonna try the peach hibiscus saison uh, yeah i guess i need to like have a whole flight of like everything and see what all i like so you need to sit at the bar yes. the bartenders will even come up to me and be like Nick, will you do your thing? Like go down and talk to them and find them a beer that they like. Aww, so, yeah. Get the Nick experience. <laughs> it's, it's where like I'm a super nerd about beer and like mm -hmm. I want everybody to like enjoy my hobby. Yeah. And so it's fun for me to like be like, okay, try this one. Tell me this you like, this you don't. If mm -hmm. you nothing you like in it, <laughs> tell me what you don't like and I can find something 
the opposite of it. You know, I feel like I had a similar experience at the eye doctor when they ask you, <laughs> is, yes. is it one or is but it that's two? Kind of is what it, it three or is it four? <laughs> that, that, I've never thought about that, but that is a good comparison to like how I like to introduce people to beer. Yeah, so you're, you have a very calculated approach <laughs> to your, I will find something you like and get the right prescription of beer for you. <laughs> yeah, and you don't leave until I find you something. So. Well, and they maybe have some poutine to make sure that you process it or mac and cheese bites Mm. or yes and don't you have risotto balls is that what so we did away with the risotto balls okay but mac and cheese bites are so good mac and cheese bites are yes i think for the first year the picture that i had on my uh lou review page that got the most likes was the mac and cheese bites for a long time because it's oh you could just see that cheese and most so people think they're like little, like no. little, like bite-sized pieces. No. They're like softball size. They, or yes, they, and they're jam-packed with macaroni and cheese, and then mm-hmm. thrown in the fryer. And yeah, they're <laughs> they're amazing. And you can tell that somebody who loves cheese made these. <laughs> going back to yes, mm-hmm. yes, I, going I, back I like to cheese. How much you love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough cheese in the world. Need more cheese. Yeah. Okay. So you decided to take on having a food restaurant instead of just a bar right before COVID. And so I think I met you around July of 2020. So what was that like? Uh, So we had done one to go order before we had to shut down. Mm. And it, it was just a whole learning curve and it was, we figured out really quickly how to move everything to, to go. And there was a lot of times I'd be chasing cars down with a, a bag that we forgot. Like when oh, we were first learning, being like, yeah. ah, I forgot your poutine. Like, don't hate me. I'm like chasing you down. Oh. And like, everybody was super awesome. The community supported us, especially out here in Middletown. Um, and they understood and they kept coming back. Uh, and we kind of did the to go food. And then we did to go cocktails, which we still do. And they're a professional cocktail made by a bartender with a lot of our infused liquors that we do. So we do. That's um, right. You make your own infusions. Yeah, we'll do. We've got about five or six different infused cocktails. So we do ours a little different. Um, A lot of places they'll just do a lid on like a plastic cup and say that's their to-go cocktail. Ours are professionally made by our bartenders. And then we cork a wine bottle. Uh, so you can come get it's uh, four servings you can come and get it. So it's great to take to parties or whatever, where you have to like pull the cork out and pour it. Um, and we have things like a, a Kentucky lemonade, which is, which is a um, basil infused, a bourbon, a basil bourbon infused oh. together with uh, lemonade. Uh, we have oh, a, yeah. um, I'm trying to think of all of them off the top of my head. We have a um, watermelon LIT. Yeah, I like um, that one. We have a sangria. We do a margarita. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a blackberry sangria? Is that right? It is a blackberry sangria. Yeah. So out of our cocktails, especially in the summertime when it's cooler or hotter outside, mm-hmm. um, it's one of our better selling cocktails that we have. Okay. Yeah. I think I definitely had the watermelon LIT more than once and the key lime, key lime pie. 
Yeah. So that was my recipe. Yes. So, yeah, I've got to proud of that one. Uh, Your face. You got so happy. <laughs> well, because it was a funny story. Oh. It was when we were doing like less alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do a low calorie, low sugar drink because yes, a lot of right, them. Because I are... asked you, do you have any low calorie drinks? Because yeah. I knew I was eating a lot of cheese. And so I didn't need any extra <laughs> calories to drink. So I came up with this idea and um, it wasn't uh, maybe at first appreciated in the bar. Oh. And once they tried it, they were like, okay, yes, like this yes. is going to sell and it's good. But I can't do that one in a to-go bottle mm. um, just because it's got some carbonated water in it. So it'd oh. go flat. Oh. Um, but the other ones I can definitely do in the to-go to-go bottles and they're great for parties if you're mm-hmm. going to a holiday party or whatever and they'll go flat even if they're corked yeah the carbonated water will i gave one mm. to a regular and was like try this mm-hmm. out for me and they were like it was still good but mm-hmm. it just it wasn't the same and mm-hmm. i'm not gonna let anything leave either location mm-hmm. if it's not up to the top standard you want so, it to yeah. be a good representation and not have somebody who hasn't been there try it and then be like oh i don't want to go there and have that Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So good thinking. Okay. I like that. So with all that you have been through in building this business from the ground up first with the bar and then, oh my goodness, the whole world of a restaurant during COVID. <laughs> um, what advice would you have for someone who wants to start their own business? What do you wish you had known before you said, yes, I will take this on. Um, it's a lot to do with, honestly, like our vendors that we get from, um, you're going to have to have good people to rely on. Um, I've got some that are just amazing and help me out and will bend over backwards because you never know when something's going to come up and you just had a, a busy day and all of a sudden you look down and you're out of sweet potato fries mm-hmm. and you can call somebody up and be like, Hey, I, can, can you help me out? Yeah. or something like that it's 100 percent get to know your vendors and mm-hmm. get the ones that are going to be really good that you can rely on yeah do you source locally yeah so my burgers um i've got coming from a farm over in indiana um actually it's kind of a cool story with our burgers mm-hmm. uh the farmer comes and gets our spent grain when we're done brewing mm. feeds it to his cattle found a local USDA approved butcher Mm -hmm. um, who he takes the cows to, and then we buy the meat back from the farmer. Okay. So you can't get more farm to fork than our burgers Uh, out here in Middletown. I feel like that's just like a whole circle. It just goes, you eat the grain from the beer, feeds the cows, the cows eat it. And and a drunk cow is the best thing to eat, right? Like (laughs) you you get some of the beer in there. Not really. You can't taste it. Oh my goodness. Wow, talk about coming full circle. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, and then okay. we use some local produce and mm-hmm. things like that. We try to do as much local as we can. Yeah, that's probably really helpful because then you don't have to worry about trucks being stuck on the other side of the country or something like that. And then we have those products that we do have to wait on that we can't just do local. And yeah. that's that's where those good vendors come in. Okay, where they have like a stockpile or something to pull. Or they find something else to replace it or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's very creative. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how much it's just about people, isn't it? Yes. And that's part of the thing. Like people ask me all the time, like, 
how do you basically work two full-time jobs? And I'm like, well, I've got my day job. Then I've got my fun job. Mm -hmm. I, I work with students during the day and like, I love doing that. That's rewarding. Mm -hmm. And then I've got my fun job where I get to talk about beer and food and things <laughs> like that. And I can use skills from both jobs at either one of them, but it's mm -hmm. the two of them combined because I get to talk to adults and then it helps me during the day that I'm talking right. to to students so, yeah yeah it is very different like you probably have to be feeling like you're on stage with the students and there's only certain things you're allowed to say with them yes and but then, then i guess you could also <laughs> speak generation z lingo with them right yes and like, then I, you probably don't need to do that with your customers because they won't know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> so, does that make you bilingual I don't know. Does it? Does that count? <laughs> Across generations? I don't know. <laughs> it's what millennials do, right? We bridge <laughs> the divide. <laughs> it does help me with our younger staff. Like mm -hmm. we've got, you know, the ones that can't because you got to be 20 in a day to run alcohol and all right. that. So it helps right. with the um, front of that, like the hosts mm -hmm. and the food runners and things like that. So, yeah. Where they feel like you're approachable and they can talk mm -hmm. to you and you understand them yeah that's great well i definitely felt welcome ever since the first time coming over there and i've brought lots of my friends over there and we appreciate that we really do well i mean you keep making good stuff that i want to come back for and created just such a neat environment like i really didn't even get the whole 37 flood like theme throughout i just knew that i loved how the environment felt and it was very intentional and it looked very cohesive so i think you accomplished your goal there <laughs> but yeah all right and then um if you are interested in checking out the beer or the food at great flood check them out in the highlands for the beer and then the middletown location in front of the kroger on shelbyville road uh, for the great flood middletown and you have two separate Instagram accounts for those as well. And we Facebook do. accounts, right? Uh, I think one is Great Flood Middletown and the other one, the original one is just Great Flood. Yeah. Great. And then there's Facebook also that goes with it. So, exactly. Yes. Yeah, they're connected. So I have been tagging them and will continue to. But um, also look on the Lou Review on Instagram at Lou Food Reviews and Facebook just the Lou Review for pictures of my visits to Great Flood because um, I have like a whole photo album of pictures that I've taken when we're at the Great Flood so that um, you can see the different food that we got. I promise I didn't eat all that in one sitting. It's from multiple visits. Nobody will care. Like we oh, don't judge. Like, we did not talk about your hot brown. Oh. Um, can I just say, I didn't know that you were like a cheeseaholic or whatever, but your hot brown Mornay is some of the best in town. I got to say, and I have conclusively tried the original and I have tried like 20 different places. And it's one of my favorites for sure. I had somebody call the other day. Um, they were driving through town and they, I pick up the phone and they're like, Hey, do you still have the hot brown on the menu? And I was like, yeah, they're like, okay. Better. What time? What time are you closing? And I told it, I don't remember what day it mm -hmm. was, and I told them what time it was, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Okay, we're driving through town. We're going to be there. We want to try a hot brown." And ours oh. got to be the representation as they were driving <gasps> well, through town, good. and they loved it, and it was awesome. Oh. Yeah, so it's so good. It's massive. It's a huge like, uh, just 
I cannot say enough good things about your hot brown. It comes in a cast iron skillet that we put in the oven and it sizzles a little bit as it comes out from the cast iron. It, it is really good. I don't get it very often myself just because I can't eat that much very I mean, often. I'd be like 500 pounds. Uh, yes, I, I have to be definitely. very uh, careful in what I eat while I'm there. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, I made all this food for my palate. And then it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I created my own death trap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Too much cheese on everything. <laughs> well, I share that problem. Okay. But, oh, and you have trivia night at both locations on Thursdays. Thursday. And then in Middletown, we have live music on Fridays. Oh. Um, throwing around the idea, if um, I can figure out how to make it work, it, to start some karaoke out in Middletown. <gasps> Um, on Monday or Tuesday, so I need keep to help out you for with that. that. You just let me know if you need help getting that started. <laughs> I will come and sing sober, so I don't uh, have to. I don't require anything. And bring friends to get it started. Yes, and all definitely. That, so, like, yeah. well, everybody else requires some um, loosening up to get going, um, but like, I have a bachelor's in singing, so like that's my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That's so great. I want to do karaoke. So where would it be in the restaurant? I'm trying to. Um, that. On the bar side, mm -hmm. kind of next to the, like where the brewery is in there. Okay. And um, like the backdrop of the city. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's so a, that's, that's where a I was great backdrop. Thinking. Um, I've got uh, a guy who's willing to do it for me. I've just got to mm -hmm. look into the equipment. So um, yeah. just trying to look at ways to get people to come out and have fun mm -hmm. uh, and enjoy the atmosphere and mm -hmm. have just have a, a communal good time. atmosphere mm -hmm. yeah because yeah. that's that's what we were built on in the highlands mm -hmm. um, everybody was in the neighborhood and you yeah. come in and just look around and see uh the same people and know that you're at home like mm -hmm. i hate to say this but it really mm -hmm. was like a chairs atmosphere where you'd yeah. walk in and everybody um what is everybody knew your name yeah isn't that the chair's tagline yes. so that's what the highlands was and we really did want to bring this bring that out to middletown yeah. covid put a huge pause on that right but like we're we're to the point where we kind of want to do that again, does everybody so. know your name with a mask on or can you hide i i think you really can hide with a mask on. most you people really can. can you know i thought that so i'm a very approachable person and I thought I could hide during COVID, but I, it has been proven that is not true. <laughs> People will still approach me with a mask on. So I have given up on that, but I like the idea of creating that communal atmosphere. And my friends and I went for trivia last Thursday or not a couple Thursday nights ago. And it was so much fun. So, so like I'm a Highlands boy, like mm -hmm. since I moved here, I've only lived in the Highlands and a lot of my friends have moved out to Middletown, East End. Mm -hmm. And when we did this, we wanted to create, I've said this before, a Highlands experience for the East End. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the stuff that, like the music, the trivia, mm -hmm. um, hopefully karaoke takes off, um, that yeah. kind of stuff to bring out here. Because now people who live in the East End, if they want to go do that, it's a what, $50 Uber ride down and back out and you got to get or heaven forbid we have to park. So. Don't ask us to park on Bardstown <laughs> Road. I don't know if you heard the episode of uh, the Gogi Korean barbecue 
we loved that place but my husband spent way too much of that episode complaining about how much we could not find a place to park <laughs> on Barstow Road <laughs> and then parking downtown is always stressful for people who are not used to it so I think the Middletown location is so great because you've got that huge Kroger parking lot right there and so you've got plenty of overflow we do have that there and then in the Highlands we have a parking lot so you don't have to worry about street parking. Um, you just go behind because the main address is on Bardstown Road. Mm -hmm. If you just turn at the next light mm -hmm. and go behind, we've got a huge parking lot back there, which is oh, a good. gift in the Highlands. Yes, it to is. To have a parking lot. Um, we've got patio down there um, also. Mm -hmm. So once it gets warmer, mm -hmm. um, the Highlands location is dog friendly. Ooh, okay. uh, so a lot of people bring in their dogs yeah. uh, and if you want to eat dinner you're more than welcome to bring in food whatever you yeah. want and you have um, food trucks there sometimes right Are yes we we have um in the past and always looking to do that again so, well yes. wonderful well thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy night nick to talk about this i know this is your this is kind of your baby this is your life live it so thank yeah. you for sharing it I'll talk to anybody all the time, <laughs> as you can tell. Like, I, I think I told you, like, I said, hey, wh what are you asking me and all that? Because I was a little nervous and I wanted to make sure. But, like, once I started, I was like, okay, I can't stop talking. It just exactly. kind of keeps flowing out as I, as I go. So Because I do, I really enjoy um, both of everything that I do. So, like, I couldn't ask for anything better. Oh, <laughs> that makes my heart so happy. <laughs> Oh, thank you for sharing your joy with me tonight. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, we'll see you next time we're at the Great Flood, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hello, and welcome to the Lou Review. This is Rosa, and I'm here today with Mallory. Mallory makes wreaths, and they are outstanding. Would you like to tell us about your business? I would love to. Um, my business is Our Lady of Wreaths. Um, I started it in the summer, I don't remember exactly the month, but the summer of 2020, during the, I would say the height of the pandemic, but, mm -hmm. um, well, <laughs> we've been setting records lately, so, mm -hmm. but during the initial height of the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, I am in healthcare, and I needed something to sort of take my mind off of real life, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I made my first wreath in 2015 when we moved in to our current house, and I really liked it. Mm -hmm. um, it was for your house, it was, your yeah, new house. Yeah, it was house. just for me. Yes. Yeah. It was just for us. Um, <clears throat> I thought, I've never made a wreath, but we need a wreath for our door. Mm -hmm. So I made it, and I thought it was kind of fun. So I'd made a few more. Mm -hmm. um, for us. What were you using for that mm. at the time? I used a grapevine base. Mm -hmm. um, and then, let's see, it had all sorts of things. It had some apples and pears. Mm, fruity. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it had some fruit. It had sort of like a late summer, early fall vibe. Because mm -hmm. you were moving at that time. Yes. So mm -hmm. it was like, we moved into the house in July. Mm -hmm. And then I probably made it once we settled. Mm -hmm. um, so back in 2020, I was kind of getting the itch to make 
another wreath that I was like, we don't, <laughs> we don't need another wreath. Yeah. Um, but my coworker, um, who's also a speech pathologist like me, um, she had just bought a house. Oh, okay. And I, so I said, do you, would you like a wreath for your door? And she said, yeah, sure. So Aww. it was like a housewarming gift. Yeah. Um, I have sent a picture of that to my friend who lives in Seattle. Um, and just so you know, this is not me breathing heavy. <laughs> She's got her nice big dog in here and he's being very sweet and gentle, but you may hear some heavy breathing. <laughs> It's not me panting over here over her beautiful wreath like, oh my gosh, I've got to have one. <laughs> but please continue. Uh, your story. <laughs> so I sent um, a picture of it to my friend in Seattle and she had just bought a house and she said, I love that. Will you make me one? And I was like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had designed that, you know, that wreath myself. I had just went to the store and found some things that I liked. And so it had, um, a white welcome on it and then a whole lot of succulents and some other oh, yeah. things. Um, and then my friend was like, why don't you sell these? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how it got started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. And you started doing, um, you did classes too, mm-hmm. right? Yes. That's how I saw you online initially. Yeah. Was you offering Christmas wreath making classes? Because mm-hmm. that's when people who, even when you don't care about wreaths the rest of the year, I think most people yes. want a Christmas wreath for probably because sure. you're going to have people over. Yes. And, yeah. And I don't know. There's just something about decorating for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't decorate a whole lot for other holidays or other times of the year, but mm-hmm. we kind of go all out for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually started, my first wreath-making class I did was um, at a place called The Cottage um, at oh. the Walnut Grove Nursery, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, f- maybe five minutes. Don't they also, house. like, make, um, like, cutting boards and stuff? Um, they they offer a lot of different craft classes. Okay. Um, but I stopped in one day, um, and I said, do you you know, would you be interested in hosting a wreath class? Mm -hmm. And she jumped on it. So Mm -hmm. we did a few fall wreath classes. Oh, okay. Um, And then, um, you know, fast forward a few months, and I had a message in my Instagram, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Inbox. Yeah, in the inbox and the, you know, requested messages or whatever. And 90% of the time, it's somebody who's like, do you want to grow your Instagram following? Mm-hmm. You know, pay us this much money and we'll right. give you this many followers. Yeah. And then the other 8% of the time, it's someone saying, do you want a sugar daddy? Exactly. I get those too. Um, and then the other 2%, it's somebody who I don't follow back who's responded to one of my stories. <clears throat> yeah. But it was... Uh, actually somebody from Maker's Mark, mm-hmm. and she said, we're really interested in hosting some, you know, like, r- kind of wreath and sip mm-hmm. classes. Would you be interested? And I was like, <laughs> of course I'd be interested. You're Maker's Mark. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I said, I'm going to have to check my husband. You know, he's in mm-hmm. medical school. He's doing his rotation, so it's really going to depend on scheduling. Yeah. And she said, I totally understand. We want to work with you. We, we want it to be you, so we're going to work with you as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So we made it happen. We had 
two days of classes, two classes per day. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to go. I'm sorry it doesn't work oh, out. No. They're so beautiful. Well, You've got these little bottles, little, mm-hmm. I guess not really shot, I guess shot glass size. Probably, a little yeah, bit bigger, pro- uh-huh. little mini Maker's Mark bottles mm-hmm. that you incorporate in the wreath yep. under the bow. And then you've got uh-huh. like little hanging bells mm-hmm. on the top of the wreath. It's yeah. so pretty. It's like it's almost like. A harp made of bells or uh, yeah, something. It's pretty cool. It's very unique, I feel I like. I really liked the bells. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny. Like I think I got that message on a Monday. On a Wednesday, I got another request from a brewery here in Louisville. Yeah, Highwire. Yeah, Highwire Brewery. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to do a wreath-making class there, too. So it was the timing of it all was really strange. Um, but... Yeah, because you hadn't talked to them earlier in right. the year about right. it. It was just kind of last minute. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it wasn't even last minute. It mm-hmm. was just, you know, two days separated. Apart from the each two. other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. I wonder if they had a meeting somewhere <laughs> and they were like, what's on trend for this year? Right. <laughs> so, so the person who contacted me for Maker's Mark is from London mm-hmm. and she moved to the state. She worked for Maker's Mark in London mm-hmm. and then moved to Kentucky, like, if she had if she had been scheduled to move a week later, she wouldn't have made it because that was like oh. right when everything started to shut down. Um, you mean London, England, or mm-hmm. London? Yeah, Kentucky? London, England. Oh, yeah. okay. And apparently, these you know those sort of craft classes are mm-hmm. fairly popular over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how she got the idea. Yeah. So the plan is we're gonna do something for spring, like something for each season. So oh, that's at Maker's Mark. Mm-hmm. How exciting. So I guess you'll have a spring Easter one type thing. I don't know. She was actually thinking about like a like a wreath um oh. what's the word? Like like a crown. Crown, thing? thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um so I need to kind of get in touch with her and see what she's well, what she's thinking. Well, does the activity involve like a maypole? <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> we'll have to find right. out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's about it in a nutshell, <laughs> I guess. Um, it just really took on a life of its own. So you've been it doing really it for did. a year and a half now. Yeah. Yep. I've been yeah. doing it for a year and a half. I started out just like on Facebook mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, I'll need an Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you started making some reels or TikToks uh-huh. or something? Yes. To I, promote your products and I show tips have, on making things? Yes. Um, I have some that are just like silly and me acting a fool and then I have others where it's, you know, shows me making them or giving tips. Um, I recently, I started a TikTok account a few months ago and I've mm-hmm. had a couple that went bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I had well, one. Well, you're doing really good. I know. You've done a really I, good job making them. I, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> somebody who knew me five years ago would never have, you know. I have a friend who says, like, every time I'm scrolling and I see one of your videos, I can't believe it's you. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's fun. Isn't it neat? It's like Mm -hmm. you find a new skill and then it's like this side of you that was waiting to come out gets a chance to because you're busy doing your day-to-day job as a speech therapist, being Mm -hmm. a mom Mm because you've got three kids, right? Three kids. Yeah. Well, and a furry kid. And a furry kid. (laughs) He's a sweet kid. He is sweet. sweet puppy. Yes. He's looking at me like, why are you not petting anymore? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thanks for sharing that part of your story with us. So, as you've evolved into this being a business, um, 
what advice would you have for someone who wants to start their own business that you wish you had known before? I, well, the first thing I would say is if it's something that you really enjoy doing that, you know, nourishes some part of your soul or your, your life, you know, and helps you be a better, you know, a better you, a better mom, a better wife, a better employee, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you should totally do it. You know, um, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I think that's probably the most important one is, you know, Mm. looking back at some of the first reads I made. Can you please sit down? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, uh, Looking back at some of the first reads I made, I'm like, those, they weren't the best, you know, but, um, you know, like just do it. Mm-hmm. just do it and something else I've learned is that like the wreath making community is really wonderful and welcoming and we all support each other because there's so I mean I don't think it matters what business you're in mm-hmm. there's plenty of people who are going to want what you have to offer mm-hmm. and you don't have to you know try and I don't know you don't have to compete mm-hmm with people, you know, because, like, I, I have a style of wreaths that I do, mm-hmm. a style of door hangers that I do. And like, somebody, you don't do those <clears throat> ribbon wreaths. Right. I, I've but... made a couple of them. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have a friend here in town. Mm-hmm. Her ribbon wreaths are just, like, gorgeous. Her bows are, like, she's just the best. Mm-hmm. And so I'll refer people to her. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll say, I, will, I would happily try, but I have somebody who's really, really good. Mm-hmm. So if you, like, if you want to talk to her, please do. Yeah, you know? and be mutually supportive yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there's more than business to go around, especially when you're first starting out and you're, you know, like you still have another job and you've got mm-hmm. your family and, you know, like you don't have time to, well, it's just not feasible to do, do it full time. You know? Right. And so you have to kind of pick and choose. Mm-hmm. As one of the Instagrammers I watch, it's Modern Millie. She mm-hmm. says, follow your joy. I love that. Yeah. Because I love that. Like, you enjoy making the kind of wreaths that you make, mm-hmm. and you do them to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. and you're uh, constantly trying new things and tweaking them, but if somebody else, you know, has a skill in a different area, you can support them, you know? Yeah. And I love that attitude. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to something about podcasting because, um, you know, this is very, very new for me, too, really, mm-hmm. and... Um, they were saying a lot of people get intimidated because they're like, oh, there's so many podcasts about my topic. Why would I, anybody ever want to mm-hmm. listen to me? And why should it be out there? And they said, if there are a lot of podcasts on the topic that you are wanting to talk about, mm-hmm. then that means that there is a demand. And that just That's validates the fact that a lot of people are interested yeah. in the same thing that you are. Very true. But nobody has the same perspective as you. Right. And I think one cool thing about this podcast is getting to meet people like you mm-hmm. who there's not another Mallory. Right. Like you. Right. And like we have a lot in common. We both take care of stroke patients mm-hmm. and we both work in Louisville, but and we yeah. never met. Yeah, and we don't live that far from each other either. <laughs> yeah, we're like practically neighbors. Yeah. But we never would have met um except for these wreaths and right. this podcast. So yeah. I'm really thankful it worked out. So yeah, me too. So besides Makers Mark, are there any other classes you think you're gonna be teaching? Um I'm 
probably I expect to do more at High Wire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got a humongous backlog of orders from a TikTok mm. that went, <laughs> that went viral. Oh, um, which one is that? Um, I it's one of the ones that's pinned. It's like okay. the one that has. Which wreath is it? It's it's one of my door hangers with the interchangeable flower pieces. Oh yes. Um. So those are like the most work and take the most time and of course. Mm. <laughs> but that's I mean it's a great. Are one. there like twelve pieces or they're, twelve interchangeable? There are four. So okay. The, it comes with four. I can mm-hmm. if you want more. I can I can make more. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> so when they buy the door hanger, mm-hmm. that it comes with four though. Yes. Okay. Yes, it comes How much with are four. those? So I just started my website, um, ourladyofreads.com, and so I adjusted the price a little bit Mm -hmm. on that, especially because it it went crazy and I had all these orders, and I was Mm -hmm. like, well, there's a pretty good demand, so... And you need supplies. (laughs) And I need supplies, so... And I actually started, um, instead of using vinyl stickers, basically, for the design, I just use the sticker as a stencil now, so it's a Mm -hmm. little bit more labor intensive but it's mm. going to be more durable oh okay um I started, were you using a cricket for it mm-hmm. okay yeah so i still use the cricket to cut out the design mm-hmm. but instead of the sticker it's just a stencil mm-hmm. um so for an 18 inch door hanger mm-hmm. um that comes with four interchangeable floral swags um and you get to make the design of your choice you get to choose the stain you can choose what you want on the swags if you want. Um, it's 125. Mm-hmm. Um, that includes shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, if you're here in Louisville, we can arrange to pick up, and then you would get a little discount for mm-hmm. you know me not having to box it up and ship it to you. Right. Um, <clears throat> you can buy the swags later. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had um, somebody. Um, who I used to work with, actually, she ordered two signs as Christmas gifts. And she said, I really want one, but it's just, like, not in my budget right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I can make you a sign and, like, one swag, and then you can buy more swags later. And she was like, really? And I said, well, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I can be pretty flexible. <laughs> yeah, I love that, especially because, like, it's so customizable. Yes. And it's so nice to have, like, your own message on one. Like, my neighbor mm-hmm. made me one, and it says, mm-hmm. yay, you're here. And if you know me, that was just perfect mm-hmm. because yeah. <laughs> um, I just love having people over. Um, but you can't just, like, get a custom-made wreath at Hobby Lobby or something right. like that. You can get the right. stuff to start with. Yeah. But, like, one time I thought I had been, had several different places charcuterie, and I wanted to have a... Uh, charcuterie for my family for a mm-hmm. uh, holiday. What was it? Thanksgiving or something? I can't remember. And um, I was like, oh, it'll probably be cheaper if I just do it myself. Because a lot of the times you think, oh, mm-hmm. it'll be cheaper if I do it myself. But I was not considering how expensive all the different mm-hmm. ingredients are. And yeah. so if you're buying in bulk for, or you know the prices mm-hmm. of things to work with for like specialty meats and cheeses then right. you have a business and you can like make an affordable box I spent way more making I'm my sure. own yeah. that was nowhere yeah. near as nice as something I could have gotten from like board and you mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that and um so I think that applies here as well as like you could try to make your own at this store or whatever but um 
the detail that you're able to do since you are doing so many of them mm-hmm. and customizing the messages yeah. and all that. Yeah. Um, I think it's very valuable. So yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks. and your rates are outstanding. So thank that's you. why I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be posting um, links and um, tagging her and the Our Lady of Wreaths page on my Facebook, which is The Lou Review and at Lou Food Reviews on uh, TikTok and Instagram now. So um, hope you'll follow along and we'll see you in the next episode. All right. Bye.